0: gentlemen all rise court is back in session welcome to another exciting episode of the devil's do i am your host carl duty with me as always is a man who has gotten tired of fostering dogs he wants something a little more challenging so he's taken to domesticating wampa snow beasts mr drew celestino well i look a little different then than then you might remember. We, we in light of that. We have had opportunity to encounter wampa snow beasts and and tauntauns such
1: this past week here. I had to sleep in one in this week. It was it was rough.
0: Yeah, but once you kind of
1: feng shui the organs, it's uh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, and you know, they don't smell as bad as, as Han made out. You get used you to get it. You get used to it. It's like it's barely there. Yeah, it's
0: kinda it's kinda like I always imagined it as a combination of burnt popcorn and
1: burnt rubber. I don't know how you got there, but I'll I'll go with that. I had vivid imagination as a child. Now that we're on this topic very quickly, does did it ever make you wonder? In canon now, traditionally yes. it's accepted that the lightsaber cauterizes wounds immediately, correct? I guess. And yet, in 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 Star Wars, the first movie, uh, when they lobbed off poor poor baboon man's arm, <laughs> through no all, f- wars, through, through almost no fault of his own, uh, A lot of blood there, A lot of blood there, yeah. And then, and then Han is able to cut open the tauntaun, yeah. without it just immediately sealing itself shut. Listen, as we discussed in our r- review, but yet Han, of Luke's the Last hand Jedi. doesn't 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 uh, bleed, yeah. And, listen. Spoilers. You just, <laughs> just
0: kind of go with it. We just got to go with it. Just go with it. Yeah. You can't have, like, blood spewing
1: everywhere. No. S- Star no. Wars, not Machete. Just on the floor in the first movie, before we really knew what any of this was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how
1: you doing, sir? Okay. Hi, get- how, how are you? I'm all right. Let's get to our opening statements. How was your week? Um, It's been all right. My uh, voice is coming back pretty well good, the occasional squeak uh, here or there um but all in all not bad um so not a ton has been going on but the relevant stuff is the relevant stuff so um we had some new japan happenings yeah in the last week did we not we we're going right in this aren't we why not let's just let's not bury the lead uh, new japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom twelve uh, on th- last Thursday. Oh boy, what a show. I was here. Excellent show. Um gave up X Wing Night for it. Man, I'm 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 honored. <laughs> uh it was it was awesome. The the highlights of the evening for sure were the four way for the junior heavyweight championship between Marty Skrull, Kushida, uh Takahashi and Will Ospreay. Uh what a display of athleticism on all guys involved, especially Will Ospreay, who is the, the high flyer, the, the highest of flyers I've probably ever seen. Wow. Craziness. Absolute crazy. That guy's a lunatic, and he ate one of the most insane power bombs off of the ring down to the floor that I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought he died. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was a couple <laughs> times throughout that event I was watching. I was, oh, well, he's clearly
1: dead. <laughs> oh, look, he's moving. Good for him. Strong style, sir. Strong style. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. Excellent match. Um, then we had, of course, uh, the... Probably in the Western eyes, the, the the highlight of the evening, and that being uh, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega in a no disqualification match. Chris Jericho, 47 years old, I would not have expected him to be able to pull out a, a 30-plus minute match, and he did. Yeah pretty good um it wasn't the uh athletic contest that i expected from a kenny omega match but they led into it that way saying that it would not be that and as such i thought it was great i was it's fun to see chris jericho in an environment where he's trying again yeah then again to be fair to chris jericho even in wwe on his last run uh he got over things that he had no business getting over and he made things work that absolutely should not have worked. So Jericho, despite, uh, maybe not being the greatest worker of all time, he's better than most. And I would put him in the upper, upper tier of workers of, of all time. And he always finds a way to reinvent himself and get himself over. And once again, here he is in in, in Japan for the first time in probably 20 years, and he's he's a whole different version of himself again and healing it up to, to great effect. And it was, it was fun. And Kenny was obviously Kenny.
0: Did he or did he not put the referee's son <laughs> in the walls of Jericho? Because he,
1: the referee kept threatening disqualification. Yes, he did. All right. First, he threw the referee to the ground. Then his son, one of the young lions, he, he put him in the walls of Jericho or the lion tamer uh right in front of him and yelled at him, look at your son. Oh, it was it was glorious. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, um, and the main event, the main event, that being Okada versus Naito crowd was hot hot for naito yeah
0: a lot of lot of americans in the crowd yeah and yeah, you could tell the
1: americans in the crowd because a lot of chants. they were being american i wouldn't say they were being obnoxious fans it was just it was a louder chantier crowd than i, I was used to hearing for a new japan event yeah but naito was going to get chanted regardless they they really do he's he's become a thing over there Which is why, I guess we didn't, I didn't spoil any of the finishes to these matches. I guess, spoilers, I guess. I was shocked when Naito did not win.
0: Yeah, you were saying uh, this was kind
1: of his make or break. Well, here's the thing. Yes, but, and this is where wrestling can break your heart, but then then you kind of look at it again, and it's like, well, I get it if he's that over without the title, does he need the title right now? And I would say, okay, maybe not. Yeah. Also, seeing as this was a lot of Westerners' eyes on the product for the first time possibly as a result of the Jericho-Omega match selling uh, to American fans in a big way, yep. Um, I think they wanted to highlight Okada as, say, hey, this might be the first time anyone sees Okada. Okada's the ace of the company. He is the stud of the of the whole company. He's put on more five star plus matches yeah. uh than anybody in the, in the last year let's showcase okada and show why he's legit and obviously naito didn't look bad in defeat like he, he dominated large stretches of the match it was a great match physical contest and naito lost ultimately because he didn't embrace full tranquilo what is tranquilo tranquilo is uh when he lays down in the ring and just kind of does that whole trip or what he's Slowly taking off his suit, making the other guy wait for him. Tranquilo was I don't care. Okay. So when he was kind of playing to the crowd, remember he kept going to the, to the turnbuckles and he was doing. He kept attempting to do the Stardust Press, the off the top rope, but he couldn't hit it. Okay. That was his old finisher from his pre-Tranquilo days. Ah. Uh. So in story, he kept trying to go back to what the crowd liked back then and it didn't work. He should have stayed with what got him here, which was when he rejected all of, of them and just embraced who he is. Mm. S- Storytelling.
0: Would you say this year's was better than last year's?
1: Um, that's a good question. Uh overall card? Maybe. Just just for the, the 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 big matches were fun and big, but the main event maybe wasn't I don't know. It was, Naito Okada was great, but I, I just I liked seeing Kenny Omega in the main event. But yeah. that, I'm a Westerner, so I think I might be biased. I thought it was a great show. I
0: I thought I thought it was great too. I think the uh, the Kenny Okada match from last year was slightly better than the Naito Okada match. You gotta understand that's such a high bar.
1: Like honestly, I'm not even just. Like yeah. that was match, it? Was it
0: not a good Wrestle Kingdom to start with for myself for last year? To you,
1: you, we set the bar very <laughs> very high. That that Kenny Okada match was like that. The whole trilogy of matches they had in 2017 is yeah. like some of the best matches maybe ever. Like in wrestling. Yep. So yeah, was- anything's going to be a bit of a step down. So you just got to kind of roll with it. The next night at New Year's Dash, uh, where they set they kind of they kind of set up the feuds for the on, for the next few months. Yeah. We got some fun stuff coming up. We got some real cool. fun stuff coming up. Uh, uh, so Chris Jericho's not going away. He's sticking around. Cool. And he's going to feud with Naito. Ooh. It, it, it's just, oh, it's fun. There's fun things happening. I'm hmm. I'm I'm okay with this. So yeah, uh, that happened. It was great. Um, I'm New Japan is New Japan is life, and I can no longer. So l- let's contrast real quickly then, shall we? I watched Monday Night Raw last night. I now I know I've been don't complaining about why we did we did we've you said numerous times you're done with WWE yeah, we do the go the back hour, and watching them. We do the three hour show in one hour, right? But still. Here's the thing. There are elements to the show that are getting better. I'm not honestly, there are. But one area where I am done and I can't take it anymore, the camera work in WWE. It's terrible. It's so bad. They they cut to different angles every nanosecond. It's I feel like I'm going to have a seizure. I got nauseous last night watching a match huh. because every single move, every point of impact, every chance they get, they cut, 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 zoom, shaky cam, cut. It's nauseating, and your brain can't figure out who's where and what's happening. Yeah, it's brutal.
0: It's kind of like that annoying flying cam they used on the winter classic. It's worse.
1: At least that was stationary to a degree. Like I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, yeah. Not to not to uh to to bury it, but I, like dude, it's it's just disorienting. I got nauseous. I had to like I literally was like looking at the screen and I had to I did I did one of these blink and like look away. I just it hurt me. Wow. The, the cam work. Oh god, it's bad. It's just so bad. You know, it's, anyway. fi- it's finally <laughs> that
0: you mentioned WWE. I just had thought. I can't remember the last time you mentioned Shinsuke.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because he's not doing anything of note there. That's he's unfortunate. Just, he's getting paid, and I'm happy for him. He deserves the big payday. But, man, I'm counting the days till he goes back home because uh, it's just uh, he's just a guy. But then again, in WWE, everyone's just a guy. No Mm. one really shines. You're just a guy. So, anyway, um, that was fun wrestling stuff this week. We had uh, a little impromptu game day and uh, birthday celebration for our friend Tim. Yes. Saturday, that was a good time. Yep. Um, We didn't get to finish the game, but we did play... Vikings Gone Wild. Vikings Gone Wild. And I was getting into it right when we had to leave. I was starting to really feel the, the flow. And, unfortunately, we had to... Doing a bowl of dance. Feeling the flow. That's right. Working it. Working it. Working it. <laughs> it's up and down and around. <laughs> Cir- circular. Anyway. Uh, so, that was a good time. Uh, we went to uh, Texas Day Brazil after that for dinner. Oh, the meats. So much meats, though. Alan and I both encountered the meat coma. Yeah. It, it was... Yeah, it was meat. Yeah. A lot of meat. Meat comas.
0: It's tough because, like, when you go to, for lack of a better term, Texas Day Brazil is a buffet. It's a, it, it's a, it's a buffet. It's a, buffet it's a comes very, to you, yeah. It's a very high end, <laughs> classy buffet, but it's a, it's an all you can eat thing. And typically with the buffet, the goal is to eat more than what you are paying for. That's a tall order at Texas Day Brazil because it's like, I think it's like fifty bucks
1: a plate, forty five, yeah, plus yeah. tax, and it. After uh, tax and tip, you're you're coming up around sixty. And ultimately, you know it, it's it's rough for me because as of New Year, you know it's going to sound cliche, but I'm I'm trying to be better on the diet and I'm exercising more in the last two weeks than I have in quite a little while. So I'm trying to behave myself. But I will <laughs> say I must have gotten all my protein in on that day because I, <laughs> I ate a lot of meat, man. Um, that was great. Then we had the Bills playoff game. Yeah, that kind of went how I expected. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I did. not
0: I didn't think they were going to win. I thought it was going to be a tight defensive game, and like nothing. Um, the ending was kind of, you know, disappointing the way it ended. You know, Tyrod getting knocked down, then Peterman coming in and doing what's been dubbed the Peterman hat trick: <laughs> <laughs> fumble, interception, and intentional grounding in three plays. It's it's the Nate Peterman experience. Um, yeah.
1: But, you know, to be fair, though, uh, they broke the they broke the, the drought, which yeah. is good. It gets the monkey off their back. We got to the playoffs, man. Um, baby steps. Baby steps. And, you know, it was like house money, honestly, that game. I had no expect. I, had, yeah. I, had, I, had, I did not expect them to get there. And the fact that they did, it's like, yeah, you know, hey, go, yay us. I, I would even so, say
0: that next year, the the next step would not even be winning a playoff game, but just having good enough season that you get to the playoffs under your own volition. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: help. <laughs> Yes, I don't I don't want to have to, you know, rely on Andy Dalton on the regular put yeah. it that way. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, that's the gist of uh, of my week, sir. how about you? How How you doing?
0: Uh, well, our weeks intersected a lot this week. Like you mentioned, uh, Wrestle Kingdom and then we had Tim's birthday party. Yeah, I can't make up my mind yet whether or not I like Vikings Gone Wild. Okay, I think I think what it boils down to is it's ultimately a deck building game. Yep. And given the presentation, because we were discussing the art yes. style, because it's based on an app, a mobile app, um, given choice between that and other deck builders, I would probably rather play other deck builders. That's fair. It's not horrible. I wouldn't be 100% adverse to playing it again. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't be my first choice. So, yeah, that was that. Uh then Saturday, didn't... Didn't really do a lot Saturday just kind of bummed around uh Sunday was the game and then uh Sunday night Julie and I started the one Marvel film a week ah if you they said there's this maybe some of you saw it um there's a meme out there that says if you start in the first week of January which if you're just listening, to this we're in the second week, so you got a little bit of catching up to do. If you want to do is, if you watch one Marvel film a week, you will have gotten through them all on the week that Infinity War comes out. So I think that's a neat little thing to do to kind of revisit the the films leading up to what is probably going to be a, a lot of closure happening in Infinity War. So we, you know, we watched Iron Man. Um. That movie
1: is still fantastic. It's oh, still I'm sure it's it is. still in the top five. You know, now that you've seen Marvel it in films. hindsight, how does it uh, play? Now, still, knowing what we know now about the universe and how, like this is the one they kind of where it all yeah, began. It's in a still way, so it's it, still
0: uh, fantastic. It's still like it's it's in that early mold of Marvel films where they're like, you can't even see the early mold of Marvel films kind of is post Iron Man going forward is, okay, we know we can build towards something. Yeah. So this movie is self-contained in and of itself, but builds towards lays brickwork for things happening in the future. Okay. Whereas now they kind of tend to be more big world. They don't, you don't get like the kind of self-contained film as much anymore. True. But really, the only thing that kind of took me out of the movie was a uh, Terrence Howard as Roadie because Don <laughs> Cheadle's Roadie now. That's just that's what it is. And yes, and like it's funny because Don Cheadle's such a superior Roadie.
1: Um, is he? Yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't. Watched, I, haven't I haven't done like the Roadie comparison, but it's yeah, he's the superior Roadie. Okay. Yeah. Did we not like Terrence Howard? Like- it's not...
0: Uh, you know, we we liked him at the time, and he was, like, he was okay, but Don Cheadle's roadie just brings a a certain level to it. Okay. That... All right. I feel, I feel Terrence Howard doing the character, like, going back and revisiting the film was a little, little too muted, a little too... I don't know. It was just... Interesting. There's just something that's not there That's there with Don Cheadle's performance Okay um, I think I buy Don Cheadle and I, I buy Cheadle's roadie and Stark As friends more than I buy Terrence Howard's roadie. Okay It's friends so Interesting. But yeah it was cool and great just watching that That post credit stinger Again that the first one the one that Like, really, it's like the moment where everything started. Yep, I still remember. Just like thinking, I was thinking back like, just sitting there in the theater, jaw
1: on the floor. (laughs) And the funny thing is, I didn't know that there was, well, correction, all I knew was that everyone said, you have to stay after the credits. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was, I didn't know why. And as soon as, Nick Fury shows up and drops the Avengers word. I just remember sitting in the theater being like,
0: what is happening? Even then we're like, there's, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) No, they can't. They can't do that. They can't.
1: Now we're like, so when's this going to (laughs) happen? Yeah, right, right. We got a Howard the Duck. Post, post credit stinger. That's how yeah. far that's how far around we've come.
0: That, that is the one thing I will say that has kind of declined in quality in the Marvel films is, is the stingers. They, well, at at some point they, went, I think it started with Iron Man three. Actually, they started going more comedic than kind of being a. The big to be continued. Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel you. But they also do multiples now too, like the mid credit, then the end credit, and you know they serve two masters, kind of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Sunday night.
0: This week uh, will be the Incredible Hulk, the the forgotten stepchild of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is really
1: unfortunate because it's a good movie. It's yeah. It's no. It's fine. Um. It's forgotten, but. It is referenced frequently. Yeah. What, is it, though? Well, it's, yeah, it's had in, two. I was thinking
0: about this when, I, when Ruffalo, I was thinking about what there's There's two references that I can think of that they've made. The biggest one, obviously, being uh, Ross in Civil War. Right, right. Ross shows back up. Yeah. The second one is just a throw away throw away line from Ruffalo. I think it was in Avengers, saying the last time he was in Brooklyn, he broke it. Yeah, Harlem, he broke yeah. Harlem.
1: Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's like really not. It's well, what's what's really there to reference? Not not much, you know. I
0: mean, I get it, and it's unfortunate that we're probably not going to get another Hulk solo film anytime soon, which I think. Now that you finally let the Hulk talk in like Thor Ragnarok, I think a Hulk solo film works better, but ultimately I think the, the best thing they could do for a Hulk solo film. I've said this before. is do gray
1: Hulk. Do Joe fix it. <laughs> I think you're, it would be, it would be fun, but I would have a real hard time. I think they would have a hard time uh, selling it to the public. Like, Here's this movie where there's, this, there's the Hulk, but he's gray, and he's working in Vegas, and everyone just goes with it. True. <laughs> They've sold
0: us a talking raccoon with a machine gun with a walking, talking tree bodyguard. They've sold us um, the Hulk just randomly showing up on a
1: planet. But that's an alien Ship thing. go through hole, no, crash. That I was know, our explanation. I, I know, but you're you know talking what? about a gray, I, a gray Hulk on Earth working at a casino. I don't you don't know. start the movie there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry.
0: Like you give it a little bit of time to get there, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they'll have a problem selling that.
1: All right, I'll. Um,
0: Lucas disagrees. <laughs> come on, just picture seeing the Hulk in the the pinstripe suit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dora.
1: That Wolverine shows up. Ooh. See, see, see oh, that. see now that movie. I want to see. Hey, Marvel, you know how you're thinking of a Wade? He can introduce the do you know what I would give? I'm just
0: oh, this an man. Assignment. Do you know that what would I would work give? so well?
1: I would give almost anything just to have the cinematic moment. The McFarlane. The cover. McFarlane cover with the claws and the Hulk reflected in the claw. I would give almost anything for them to do that because that's the kind yeah. of thing they would do. And it would be glorious. Yep. I'd lose my mind. Yeah. Well, maybe. Could maybe. happen. You know what? We're like... like you know what else? Like, we,
0: We've come from a point from the first Iron Man movie where we're like, there's no way they can do that. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not saying... I will say, you know,
1: unlikely. I will never say impossible. Fair enough. But you know what else? is part and parcel of that cover, though, that they have to embrace. And What's this is that? what I hope in the next phase or whatever, they just we got to we got to recommit ourselves to costumes. Yeah. I get that they don't, you know, they're they play a little loose and fast with reality and some guys are more straight than others and like why would hawkeye wear this goofy outfit? But you know what? Because he's an Avenger and he wants to wear a goofy outfit. Yeah.
0: I think I would really like to see the classic brown and orange Wolverine. Wolverine I've Either always one. said that is superior to The yellow and
1: blue. I like the yellow and blue. But either way, if classic Wolvie shows up on screen with the mask on, I'm losing my mind.
0: I think, well, obviously I would too. I think the brown and orange can work better in a more realistic interpretation than the yellow and blue can. Because with yellow and blue, you have to mute the colors more, and then it doesn't work as much. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. That's just me. All right. All right. So yes. that is our weeks. Dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments to show, you can find us at the following social media locations. You can go on Twitter and follow us at Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Pod. You can email us at TheDevilsDewPod at com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website com. Drew, that being said, we've got some questions this week, so it's time to move on to cross-examination. All right. All right, first email comes from our friend from Staten Island, Mr. Manuel Marin, who is graciously not gloating about his Rangers beating our Sabres in the Winter Classic.
1: I wouldn't gloat either.
0: They should beat the Sabres. Well, yeah. (laughs) Sabres are dumpster fire. Dear Carl and Drew, hope you guys have thawed out up there. We've had a bit of a heat wave the past two uh, it's days. It's supposed to be
1: 50 this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be, I think it's tomorrow it's supposed to be 50? Yeah. That's Friday, nice. but of snow.
1: Well, eight, 8 to 12 inches. Well, at least it's on the weekend where I can hunker down and <laughs> snow blow, I guess. You mean for a
0: change? I walked up your driveway, wasn't much snow blowing. It's going to thaw
1: this week. I'm not going out there.
0: Yeah, but no, it's a see, waste of time. That's why you go out there now, get it down as low
1: as you can. It's because when be... we
0: get to eight to twelve inches, it's not compacting on
1: what's... W- then we'll get be... down to pavement. It's gonna be gone <laughs> tomorrow.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it, trust me.
0: All right, I I hope so. Okay, at Drew, at me, at you. Um, Manny says he'll take a two XL. Uh, Man, I, you guys'
1: merch selection kind of bites. Well, the demand isn't exactly strong, <laughs> so we don't stock a lot. Ballad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm sold out of two Xs. I'm sorry. Right.
0: But, Manny, will you take a pick? Will you take a guitar pick?
1: You play guitar, Hit Manny. the treadmill. I'll, give, I'll send you the XL. Oh, snap. I'm just offering alternatives is all. Okay. It's not meant as an insult. That's just, No, it's I'm just... I'm just just, i'm trying yeah. to make, i'm trying to make this work <laughs> uh
0: carl wait what well, happened to me that was he did not oh, have a question oh, i'm sorry i mean it was a question for both of us so no go go yeah. to you <laughs> <laughs> how have william's drumming skills developed see manny sent william a drum for christmas yeah manny and i go back a long ways and, um, I'm not going to lie. I might have pulled some shenanigans when his daughter was born and uh,
1: sent. So, wait, it's your daughter? No, no. Oh, jeez. No. He, his daughter. You, I, yeah, I know, but the way you said that was like ominous. No, no, no. <laughs> Surprise, I mean, Manny. <laughs> you didn't know?
0: Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> his daughter, my goddaughter. Gotcha. We both share a December 15th birthday. Um,. When she was young, I may have sent her some Christmas toys whose sole purpose was, I mean, not as much for her enjoyment, but more to annoy you, Manny evil
1: person. You.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Manny's trying to get revenge by sending Bill a drum. What Manny doesn't realize is I grew up playing video games. Yeah. I'm used to repetitive noises for hours on end. <laughs> I'm used to rage inducing things because I've played Ghost and Goblins on Nintendo. Fair I enough. Mean, that's what more needs to be said. Battletoads, battle scars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so Manny's plan of annoyance may have possibly backfired, but William does in
1: fact love his drum and plays it regularly. If he can play the drums, he's going to be very popular for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'm serious. Cool, cool. You're a drummer in this town. You can get any band you want. (laughs) There is demand, son.
0: (laughs) Okay, so question for both of us. I know I'm behind the rest of the world, but I just learned of Brian Michael Bendis moving over to D.C. How does this affect the work he was starting on a Punisher book? And any feedback on what you would like to see him do at D.C.? Mm. That's all for me. Drink your Zima and stay warm up there. (laughs) Zima. Come on now.
1: Um was Bendis working on Punisher book? Allegedly, but I don't think it ever got past the initial kind of pitch stage. So, yeah, not to be. Alleg uh Bendis has said that everything that he was working on <clears throat> at Marvel will be completed and is his final word and he didn't have to rush finishing any of it. It's, hmm. it's it's all done as designed. So, that's that there there goes that. Um what do I want to see him work on at DC? Well, it's a tough call. Um I I mean being a Daredevil fanatic that I am, uh the Bendis Malive run is my top top tier run on the character. It's my favorite version, my favorite iteration. So I guess I would say that a, a street level kind of uh book would be fun for Bendis over there. Um and that's not necessarily Batman. Um, it it might be I don't really know who are who who are their more street guys. I think all their street guys They're are all Gothamites, aren't the they? Bat family. Yeah, I don't know. Then so maybe what like it, a Nightwing book or Nightwing could be fun. Sure, yeah, I could see that. Um, something like that. Can they bring back Gotham PD or whatever it was called? Don't see why not. I, I don't know, but I I that would be kind of treading in familiar territory. Yeah, G C P. D. Yeah. I I don't know. And that's I guess it's kind of a, you know, the, considering all the other things that Bendis did at Marvel, like he did the Avengers, he did the X-Men, he did all these big, yeah. you know, superhero kind of things, so why do I want to limit him to the street level stuff? Um, I don't know. I feel like his sensibilities just lend themselves more to less action and more character-based kind of things. Yep. So that's that's kind of the direction I would I would go.
0: I I would like to see I think we've kind of discussed this before. I would like to see him on one of two books, neither of which I think will happen. Uh the first one being the question. Yep. I would love to see a resurgence of the question. Um more Vic Savage than Renee Montoya mm-hmm. question. I think Bendis would do the opposite, <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Probably. But. Um or a Shazam book.
1: That could be fun. Yeah.
0: I would love to see Shazam get his own book again, but once again Never gonna happen because uh,
1: never say never. Well, DC, if this movie happens, which it apparently is, I know we're shaking our heads like really, but they casted it and they're, they're still, allegedly they're filming in Toronto now. Okay, All right. So if that thing takes off, there suddenly there's a market there, and let's let's get a Shazam book out. Let's see what happens. Yeah, could happen. I oh man. And if the rocks in it. Then all bets are off. In the current
0: tone
1: of the DC Cinematic Universe... Forget about that. The Shazam work? No, and, and honestly, they've already said... Well, we'll get to that in the news, I would assume. They they got a new boss over there, right? At DC. Yeah, I didn't... Did we, or did we talk about that last week? I don't recall. I think we did. We did. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. I don't think they care about continuity anymore. I think they're just going to... I think they're ditching the universe aspect to all this and they're just going to do movies with their characters and they're going to tell the creative teams hey do what you want we're not going to hamper you with you know the 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 limitations of of what's got to fit where do your thing and if they want to do another justice league down the road they'll figure out a way to make it work i don't think they're going to do another justice league down the road yeah i think it's over yeah so anyway (laughs) i wouldn't worry about shazam i think they're just going to do what they're going to do and they're not going to care don't worry about whatever david ayer is doing with suicide squad 2 or whatever yeah now with more orcs (laughs) what and will smith
0: Oh, are you talking about that uh
1: the bright same director so yeah
0: you know I'm not watching that
1: movie. I, 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 you know what? I just don't. And, and for any of you out there, don't be emailing me, tell me it's good. Cause I know it ain't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw the preview and I'm just like, I can see why some people would watch this movie. It's just not really doing anything for me. So I'm, if I'm it's a, the executive it's a
1: pass for me and you come into my, my, my office with that pitch, get out. We'll see. Get out of yeah. Here right I mean,
0: Get out of my office. If you look at it on paper, you're just kind of like, eh. But like like I mentioned with Suicide Squad, the characters were fun to watch and interesting. It's just the the movie they were in was hot garbage. So Fair.
1: <clears throat> Anyways, Yeah. Didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. Sorry. Yeah, just, Sorry. you know. What were we
0: talking about? <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> Shazam. What, yeah, Shazam. Okay. All right. Now on... To the absentee ballads of Wrestle Kingdom oh, of the Devil's Due podcast. Oh, he just unsubscribed. Well, both of them. Double. Oh. Neither one of them showed up for Wrestle
1: Kingdom. You're right. Yeah. I forgot. One was more egregious by his absence than the other, but still. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. Neither one of them.
0: <laughs> Go on. Mr. Allen Waiters and Mr. J. Gelsimino, we will start with Mr. Allen Waiters. Carl and Drew, would you prefer to see a Savage Land story or an Omega Red story for a Marvel's X-Men movie? Ooh. Who would you want to play Kazar? Al- you know, Alan loves X-Men. He does. And he really, really wants us to talk that. about X-Men
1: a lot. I admire that. I wish, and I, he I loves like I,
0: he loves like good X Men. Yeah, no, not like trying to force new stuff down our throats.
1: I've never like the Savage Land as a concept is neat,
0: but yeah, I don't but know. ultimately it just comes down to X Men and Jurassic Park. Yeah, and I think we got our quotient I, there. Like, I think you could have a couple like moments in that, but ultimately, I just eh. yeah, uh, give me Omega Red. I say, see, I don't think Omega Red works. In a team film, like if you want to do Omega Red in a Wolverine film, I'm down with that. Okay, I'm totally fine with that. Um, Kazar, I I don't, I don't have enough experience with the character to really make an informed decision. Who's
1: got the best abs and can wear a loincloth? Long blonde hair, a plus.
0: Uh, I don't. Know.
1: I don't know either. I'm just saying those are your qualifications. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. That's my that's my casting yeah. call right there. Long blood, yeah.
0: hair, abs. I think if Male. you <laughs> if you wanted to put Omega Red in an X Men team movie, I think he works as a B villain, like not not, not, the, not the main like villain, henchman, but like second in command. Sure. Like to like Mr. Sinister or something like that. Sure. He could work like that. Not Magneto. Tired of Magneto versus X Men. Because yeah. every X-Men movie yeah. is Magneto versus X Men. Yeah.
1: Well, we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna have to start talking about what they're gonna do for the new yep. X Men movie. It's yep. gonna happen and when Marvel we're officially officially get to that point.
0: news too. With okay, let's yep. move moving on. Drew. Yeah. If you can do a New Japan versus Lucha Underground pay-per-view. Oh. Salivating. (laughs) Yeah. Who would be your main eventers? Who would face Kenny Omega from Lucha? Rey Mysterio? (sighs) No.
1: Prince Puma? No. Really? Not Prince Puma? Nope. Nope. Mm. Because he was over there anyway. Ricochet was in New Japan, and I didn't want to see him go up against Kenny Omega. Um, granted, it's not Prince Puma, but yeah, um, who could face Kenny? I would like to see Pentagon versus Kenny Omega.
0: See, now granted, I haven't seen the most recent season of Lucha Underground. Pentagon, while great, is still like B tier character. He, so if that
1: changes in season oh, three, it then, yeah, okay. it does. Yeah, Pentagon, Pentagon levels up. <laughs> what shall we say? So that's I'd, I'd go Pentagon versus Kenny Omega uh, for the for the title. You know what I want to see? What Johnny Mundo versus Okada Ooh. for the for the title? I want Johnny Mundo to be honest. Now that Lucha his Lucha status is nebulous for the next season. Yeah god I want him to go to Japan so bad I think he would tear it up over yeah there. he's a he's a high-flying performer he's fantastic I like I didn't I did not like him at all in WWE In Lucha Underground I think Johnny Mundo is fantastic that guy's excellent I would love to see him in Japan for the title against Okada um, big hoss fight I want uh, Mil Muertes versus Ishii they might kill each other <laughs> <laughs> it, it it would be great though if they did. Who are you putting Cage up against? Because I know oh, you're a big Cage, Cage fan. Again, I want a Hoss fight here, but I, like, there's only so many Hosses they have over there. So I, he might have to go up against Goto because Goto's like he's he's kind of thick looking. Um, it's tough though. That's a tough one. I, I'm I'm struggling with Cage because I love Cage, but who do you who do you put up against Cage? He's not a man machine (laughs) and he'll be he'll be in Buffalo like a week who uh who do
0: the young bucks go against
1: oh sir (laughs) my dream match young bucks versus son of havoc and helico yeah okay yeah and give them things to jump off of yep oh boy yep and helico with his tiger knee oh man that Give them a very high platform above the ring for Helico to do something insane off of, and I will be a happy camper. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. This would be a lot of fun. Why can't this, <laughs> why can't <laughs> why this can't, really happen? <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Well, Alan, that thanks. that Yeah, that, that, uh, Alan,
0: you got my brain all on uh, Twitter. Yeah, all on Twitter. Okay. Um, So Alan actually had two questions for me this week. Okay. Uh, the first one, I'll actually just get to you really quickly because he sent to our group chat. Um, so he asked me uh, what... He sent us, like, a picture and said, uh, what is the most shocking moment from the DC animated universe? So we're talking about, like, the Batman the Animated Series, uh, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Batman Beyond. Uh, that's the Bruce Timm Paul Dini verse more or less um and the selections are uh the flash apparently dying remember when we like got going really fast taking out uh lex Luthor's brainiac um you should really revisit that series i might man. have to it's a that, little foggy if anything that would rekindle your love of those characters um that was good i don't think it's most shocking um aquaman cutting off his own hand Um, impressive that they did that in a cartoon series. It's kind of like the, Duke Um, takes
1: a spear to the, to the heart.
0: Moment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Batgirl dying. Uh, that doesn't qualify for me because it was a hallucination. Still kind of shocking. Yeah. Still. I mean, still my, in probably in my top five episodes of the animated series, uh, Dick Grayson quitting as Robin. Uh, good episode. Uh the way he quit was really cool. But the la- the last two are definitely where the debate lies. First one is uh Tim Drake being infected and converted by the Joker mm. in the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie. Yes, I know, that if, was, I know of this. That did you ever see the movie?
1: Uh no. Oh
0: sir. But I heard the
1: plot and I was just like, oh no.
0: The you you hear it and you're like, oh no, but you see an
1: execution, it's like, oh, Jeez. Yeah, I'm gonna be a blunt. I don't, I, I don't care about Batman Beyond at all. It's, it's not the best
0: of the Paul Dini Bruce Tim work, but it's not as bad as a lot of people say it is. Its weak
1: point I, is its villains. I'm just not. In, I if I wanted to, if I want Spider Man, I'll go read Spider. Like <laughs> the the last one,
0: which I think is probably the winner, is uh, Dan Turpin getting murdered by Dark Side. As he's leaving in Superman the animated series, wow! Which for me that wins because it shows on screen uh, like a main character getting killed, and then Superman just loses it, and Dark Side's gone, so Superman just beats up on on a a tank like an apocalypse tank that was left behind, and like real emotion coming out probably one of the most emotional moments of the like the D C animated stuff. And especially um when they do the, the funeral after and you see his his, his tombstone as the world's greatest hero for Dan Turpin. And it's also kind of bittersweet because like they modeled Dan Turpin after Jack Kirby. Aww. In that series. So so yeah that was definitely yeah, that one, of those nominations, that was definitely, yeah. So yeah, that was Alan's first question for me, Alan's second question for me. This one's going to be a hard one to answer just because I don't think I'm really qualified to answer this question. Who do you think had a bigger impact for African Americans in comics? Black Panther, Black Lightning, Storm, Luke Cage, or Spawn? Wow. I'll I'll wow. say I'll say Spawn's not in this conversation. No, no,
1: only uh, because of the legacy of all these other characters. True, I just know Spawn had a moment in the '90s, and I I kind of felt it culturally. Like I was I was aware of of his popularity, but you, but you're right. Given the, the given the the roster here, given the field, yeah. But
0: when you think of Spawn,
1: yeah, does the fact that he's an African American spring
0: to mind? Not really. See, you're right. I there mean, it, it's a cool.
1: It's a cool trivia bit, but like he's got a mask on, and yeah, and, and not. And mention. I guess at
0: some point he was like reincarnated white.
1: Uh, it's nebulous, but yeah. he also had a football face for a while.
0: Yeah, because uh, <laughs> <'cause> of batarang, <laughs> something like that. No, it was literally like give Todd McFarlane credit; he incorporated something that happened in a crossover, and his crossover with Frank Miller, the Batman Spawn crossover might because i think that was before dark knight strikes again Was so before frank miller lost his mind yeah that wow. might be the last great frank miller story and even that like great air quoting yeah okay it's really good And at the end of it you know batman just chucks a batarang and nails spawn right in the face and spawn just smiles at him so that's why he's got that stitch going down in the middle of his face gotcha so, who, who do we have again here? Black this is, Panther. This is your question. But. Black Lightning, Storm, or Luke Cage? I think it's got to come down between Black Panther and Luke Cage. Oh, I would disagree,
1: actually. Storm was, Storm was big. And I think you're underselling Black Lightning here, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. My impression of Black Lightning, I know he's like a C-list guy. But as a kid, I was just aware of him, and I, I felt like he was kind of a big deal in the African-American community for some reason. I don't know. He just seemed to have a resonance. Yeah, I mean... I could be completely off base. Getting his own television show, which is kind of cool. Right, That that's happening now. Luke Cage, you know, the thing with Luke Cage is he had those eras where he just wasn't popular. So I don't know how... Yeah,
0: but I think you have to... Learn, like, when I'm thinking about this conversation, I'm thinking about the inception of the characters. Because you have... Like, you have two ends of the spectrum with Black Panther and Luke Cage. You kind of have... And again, this is just like... We're two white guys here. Yeah, we're two white guys talking about (laughs) this. I am not qualified to talk about this, but Alan asked a question. I'm going to do my best to answer it. I think you have Luke Cage, who kind of represents where African Americans were in America at the time he was created.
1: He's a product of black exploitation kind of character, yeah.
0: And then you have Black Panther, which is... For la- for lack of a much better term, the optimized He comes. Perspective from a- of what it was like Stanley and Jack Kirby looking at a character and saying, Let's make an African American character who's not from this like quote unquote ghetto background. Total opposite. But like bring him to have
1: him come from Africa and be Technologically sound, a genius, a yeah. king, regal. Yeah, he's he subverts a lot of uh, a lot of, for lack of for lack of a better term, tropes. You know. Yeah. Uh, given that criteria, I, th- I think I could get behind Black Panther as being the most relevant but over then, time. But then you have Storm. Storm was also huge too,
0: man. Who's not only positive in the as an african-american influence woman. but a
1: woman yeah. a strong woman and in the 80s man she was big like, yeah you know it's weird you 80s know, it's, and 90s you know what's weird to me you're right like her popularity now seems to just be like eh like whatever she's it, like an afterthought but like i remember when storm was like a thing like she was very popular yeah very popular and x-men versus street fighters like one of the marvel versus capcom She's a staple top tier character. I think I it also helps that she had a really boss costume. Couple of them, <laughs> quite a few actually. Yeah. but either way, hey, th- it worked. I think she resonated.
0: An extremely strong character. Um, I you know what? I can't make a call on this because you've got like three, three really solid and such different characters.
1: Tough call, not for us yeah. to answer.
0: Yeah. So, but you know, good conversation to have. They're all good though. Yeah. That's strong. All right. I don't think very much for your questions. On to Mr. J.G. El Drew Carr J.G. El
1: Oh, right. Sorry, I wasn't here, so I forgot. Oh, oh God. just. Got, I kid. I saw him the next day. It was great. just got colder in here. <laughs> we watched yours dash together. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: With, actually, we're getting a repeat, first time ever, a repeat question
1: Oh, from
0: a different listener. Wow. With Bendis taking over things DC, what would you like to see him tackle?
1: We already, yeah. Yep.
0: Moving on. Thank you. A uh, question for me, Carl, uh, my apologies for missing watching Wrestle Kingdom 12 with you guys. What were your favorite parts? Do you finally understand everyone's fear of Minoru Suzuki? <laughs> Which one was he again?
1: The guy with the hair had to buzz his head after the match.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. That was probably my favorite match.
1: Really? Yeah. The match with Suzuki and Goto? Yeah. Wow. They had some fun spots. He kicked, the dude, he kicked Goto in the face. Like,
0: I legitimately thought this guy was paralyzed early on in the match when he did, like, that hangman thing. Yeah. And, like, they stopped the match for, it seemed like five minutes. As I was doing the twitchy thing and whatnot, I was like, if this is legitimate. You you guys got me. That's that's pretty good. So yeah, but yes, I do understand
1: the fear <laughs> now.
0: Um, yeah, that was probably my favorite match.
1: Don't get me wrong, I love love me some Kenny Omega. That's cool. I like I like that you have a kind of a, a deep cut favorite on this on that card. Just the uh, for
0: a a promotion that's known for its athleticism and like high flying and. Just the br- the sheer brutality of it, while still maintaining the technicality.
1: Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I would actually argue that that's more of New Japan's signature than the fly- high flying. The high flying is more of a new, newer thing. Uh, and Kenny kind of combines the best of both. Yeah. He's a high flyer, but he's also he speak- works snug and he lays it in, and he looks he makes everything look good. Suzuki is old school, though. He ain't got time for your flippy stuff. He's just going <laughs> to murder you. He, he did have dainty little shoes, though. The shoes took me a while to get used to. Now though, I see them, I'm like, I'm not going to tell him that they look weird. Oh, well, I'm not going to tell him they look <laughs> weird either. But <laughs> when I know he's out
0: of earshot, I'm going to say they're dainty little shoes. He'll put that dainty shoe. Bro, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. If anyone told him, I, told him I said it and he comes looking for me, I'm telling him you said it. There you go. All right, Drew. <laughs> yes. What is the next Switch game you would like to see from an older IP? Ooh. For those of you who don't know, IP stands for intellectual property.
1: Um. Well, I'm assuming he means like an older Nintendo property. Um. You just said older IP, so it could probably be anything. It it could be. You, you know what would be? You know what we're ripe for. So, yeah, but the but again the 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 company's is. is 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 dead to the world now in the world of video games so konami uh uh, yep how'd you know um contra we could yeah like we on the switch it's like a no-brainer Yep. we could be living in a contra uh, renaissance right now it and everything old is new again and it would be glorious but i konami of course, this yeah. is where someone with a deeper knowledge of video games is going to e- email the show and say, but, 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 that's a genre now called bullet hell, and there's all these other different kind of side-schooling games that were influenced by Contra, and they're all really good, you should try, and I'm sure they are, but yeah. but Contra just rings, it just, it warms the cockles. <laughs> yeah, Contra's great, but for me, the apex of that
0: was always Metal Slug.
1: Okay, see what I mean? Like That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's, there's other games that kind of do that, so maybe Contra's the wrong answer. Um if we're deep cutting Nintendo franchises, man, an F Zero game would be really, really nice. Yeah, F Zero. Um,
0: I'm always up for another Punch Out game,
1: but yeah, I'd yeah, really yeah.
0: want them to. How do you change it? Try something new with the franchise. Because yeah. I played the last one they came out with for the, the, Wii. the Wii. I love that one. It was fine. Yeah, but it's basically just you the first it, one rehashed. Yes, like, you're, do you're right. it's pattern recognition
1: and timing. But that's kind of punch-out. you know what? You... To be honest, I played Super Punch-Out. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean... I don't like stuff that's different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we've established this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, like, especially now with the Switch, when they've established with Breath of the Wild, that they are willing to yeah. reinvent and do new things.
1: Um. Um, I know Star Fox, uh, the one on Wii U, kind of crapped the bed, and no one really liked it. So maybe a, a great, a, a truly great Star Fox game could be could be good on Switch. Um, like I said, F Zero would would be cool. Pilot Wings is criminally missing from the, the lineup. I think. I don't think that's criminal. I
0: think it'd be a fun. I think Pilot Wings was. To me, at least, I understand you hold it in higher esteem. To me, it was kind of a glorified tech demo. But what a tech It was kind of the N 64s version of Wii Sports or One Two Switch.
1: Uh, that's sixty four. I am talking about the Super Nintendo version, man.
0: Oh yeah, the the Super
1: Nintendo version. There were two, but that, that sixty four was the last one they made. That's that's a long time. Yeah, for probably one. for a reason. Come on, it's time. Flying through a ring for it gets boring after a while. We can we can spice it up. Um, that'd be nice. Uh, you know, Kid Icarus seems to just have vanished from... Yeah, he, like, he had, he he had hit, a, little he made 3DS. a big
0: comeback in Smash Brothers, and people were all excited about seeing him. And yeah. Then he got a game for 3DS, and that was it. Maybe that's... There's some fertile ground there. Maybe. Is Kid Icarus, like, the original game? Is it good... Like, legitimately good, or is it good through the rose-colored goggles
1: of it's, it's, youth?
0: It's good. Because I remember it was, like, not a launch game for Nintendo,
1: but not too far afterwards. It's an early game. It's good. It's just not as... You know what? It's good, but it's not as good as its brethren. People remember it. Well, no, no. not Not so much that, but it's, like, it's a good game, but in the company of Mario, Zelda, and Metroid, is it... How good is it? You know what I mean? It yeah. kind of got forgotten, and then here we are.
0: You know what I'd like to see me come back on the Switch? They're both basically the same genre, but I'll take either one. Uh River City Ransom yeah. or Double Dragon.
1: Yeah yeah. A good beat 'em up period I'd like on the Switch. Like a just Yeah. And while we're on the subject, now it, it's come to me, and I've wanted this for years, Carl. Okay. And I don't know if this can work in twenty eighteen. Maybe it's maybe it's passe. But I think it could, and I think it'd be fun. At least I do anyway. I want a Mortal Kombat game done in the traditional two d style with digitized graphics with all of the frills we can put in such a game in twenty eighteen so high resolution sprites with actors with as many frames of animation as you can squeeze onto in into gigabytes of data that we that we have available to us now with a really boss. Dan Forden soundtrack a la mk2 mk3 era quality composition because it was those soundtracks rule hard and all of the 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 kind of gameplay style with refinements to make it yeah. more balanced and more fun but with that presentation with a realistic presentation I don't know if anyone's tried it before if not there I don't was, know why not I feel like it's it could be done and it could be so cool there were
0: rumors Going around, around time of, I think it was MK9, that NetherRealm was looking at one of two things, one of which was MK9. Yep,
1: which they did, which which was great, by the way.
0: Revitalized. I love that game. Not only revitalized the franchise, but was the first Mortal Kombat game to get recognized in tournament play. Yeah, like legitimate it, tournament, it reinvented
1: play. the whole thing. But it did. Um, it was a great game.
0: But the other thing, I, I guess they were thinking of doing was like a MK1 three, high three. def, high def remix. Yeah, sort of like what Street Fighter did. Yeah, but
1: kind of along the lines of what you were talking about. They were gonna. I know. I heard about that. They were and, gonna. They were gonna yeah. make all new costumes, and they were gonna do the graph. And I think, I, I think, think that out.
0: at that time, they made the right decision. Yeah. Because MK9 did much more for the franchise. Not just the franchise, Netherrealm, period. Yeah, Netherrealm, I think, just a rehash of MK1.
1: Wouldn't have been.
0: Yeah, I think now you revisit that idea. I think it's a really fun thing, but definitely need to throw some refinements in there, because Mortal Kombat 1, you take the gore out, and it's a terrible game. It is not a good fighting game, even by the standards back then
1: it's fine it's not great but it's fine i i would enjoy it like i had the super nintendo version there was no blood i still enjoyed it it was fun to play i was good at it um but i hear what you're saying it yeah. is a shell i i think what you do there is if you're going to do that remaster you don't just do one you do one through three and then include one on there but everyone's well, typically, really playing like, for two and three you, you know do, what I mean?
0: you do one see how one sells
1: and then you kind of I, I say you just do a, a collection. You put you do one through three. As I'm a, surprised to hear you say three because you don't like three very much. Three's where things that started to go south, but it's still a quality See, I entry. I say
0: the exact opposite. I think three's where uh, they improved significantly on the mechanics and made it more of mm. more of a legit fighter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying two's not good. Two is legendary. Um, but ultimately, like, when you just look at it as a fighting game and break it down, it's got a lot of problems. Like, when but when it, Sonya uppercuts me and it does the same amount of damage, than when Jax... You know what I'm saying. <clears throat> when Jax uppercuts me,
1: uh, no. that's a, That's a fair complaint, but that was still the case in 3. I and mean, everyone's it, got, like, the same core base moves yes and that's i hear what you're saying but that's also the case in three and from a presentation standpoint i just feel like three is where it kind of went off the rails three they had they introduced like a legit combo system yes which fair enough it's you know that the tabby tap combos i I, i'm i've i've mixed feels about them but in any case my biggest problem with three was the presentation it got it got goofy and corny yeah, two had an at, aura of serious... Even though Two was goofy and corny, too, it just yeah. had a more serious seriousness about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Babe Aladie's real serious.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Dropping an arcade machine I on know. someone is a big deal. That's how, serious. I know how ridiculous it sounds. <laughs> Believe me. Two just had a darker, more... It, it just... It was more... No, I get It you. was cooler. Yeah. And then Three, we had, you know futuristic stuff and some of the fatalities were super cornball and it, it got, it just kind of got over the top. Like Mortal Kombat's already over the top. Three just said like, whatever, man. Like it got a little too nutty. Like Mortal Kombat two was, we're at the party and we've had a few drinks and we're having a good time. (laughs) Mortal Kombat three was like, we don't care. (laughs) Someone passed the cocaine. Kind of like that. And I, that's where i was kind of like guys maybe maybe we could come back to just having a good time i like three three's probably my favorite of the
0: series um it's it's funny now because like nether has mortal combat and injustice and it appears that injustice is kind of the testing grounds now for the things they're going to introduce in the next mortal combat interesting like in justin when justice one came out they had like the environment interactables like you hit someone with a car from the background, or right. use some something from background in the fight, then they introduced that in Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat 10. So now in this, in the latest Injustice, they introduced uh, gear, like different costumes, do different things and whatnot. Mm. So I'm wondering how. But what I like that they did is like you can turn that off, so that's just a cosmetic appearance.
1: Okay, interesting. Um,
0: So I'm wondering how they're going to incorporate that in uh, Mortal Kombat too. I will say one thing, Mortal Kombat is wing at high and above any other fighting game out there is guest characters. Yeah. They're killing in guest
1: characters. They have fun with that.
0: Like, guest characters really want me, like, really... They had the predator in there, man. I was like, oh god! I kind of want to get this board. He showed Yeah, yeah Jason. Jesus, that's nuts. Uh, Leatherface, <laughs> Xenomorph. Um, it's wow. just it was crazy. And now they got an injustice. Freaking Ninja Turtles are going to be in there. And the leading the thought is that if you don't pick one turtle, you pick the turtles, <laughs> and they all fight as one. And it's funny because we're wow. kind of. Seeing that in the new Dragon Ball Z game that's coming out, Dragon Ball Z fighting game. This you never you never watched Dragon Ball, did No. Okay. Sorry, kids. I so lost in, on me. In Dragon Ball Z, there's this like team of fighters called the Ginyu Force, and the leader of the team was Captain Ginyu. Captain Ginyu is a character in Dragon Ball Z fighter game. And for his special moves, another member of the force will come in and do an attack. So I'm thinking that's kind of going to be like what the turtles are going to be. Hmm. But they kinda look like the turtles from the live action movie. Like the oh! old one, the good one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what Nether Realms gonna do with that.
1: Cool. How do we so. get on this topic again? Oh yeah, old video games we want to see on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There, there you go. We gave you a whole bunch there. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy good that. times. Thanks for your questions,
0: Jay. All right. Cross examination is done. Let's get on to our uh case files, news of the week. Uh fortunately it's kind of a light week. Don't have a ton going on. Um, just breaking today, actually. Uh, Ryan Coogler, director, and I think co-writer of Black Panther film and Creed and Creed. Oh, Creed, so good. I'm really scared of what the second Creed movie. You should be. be because it's. Did you hear the concept? Yeah, yeah.
1: We're just gonna go ahead and Stalloneify this by about eighty percent. Yeah, that's that's not good.
0: Um. Anyway. But uh, Ryan Coogler is going to be writing Black Panther comics. Now, this is in juxtaposition, and we're going to kind of bundle these stories together. This is in juxtaposition to our other story, which reports that Marvel is looking beyond our shores. Oh, they have been for years. For creative talent. Yeah. Now, I want to preface this by saying it's not that we don't think there are creative people beyond America.
1: No, because they're clearly obviously there are. There's a lot.
0: But there's one way of doing it and there's a way we kind of interpret Marvel doing this is like you know,
1: if you go overseas it's kind of like the reverse of outsourcing. Let me me be blunt. They're not doing it to be progressive and like, hey we're going to find talent that no one's ever heard of before because we're good folk. No. Cheap. You're doing it because they'll work for nothing. Don't lie to me yeah i know how you operate and when's the last time you saw a marvel uh what are they calling this thing like a marvel uh it's it's like an a what are they calling it a creative legacy s- no it's like marvel creative summit like a camp day yeah but they gave this they're giving this little offshore event a name yeah when's the last time that you saw one of those in the states or canada or or, or something yeah they, it don't, just, they don't just take open submissions here.
0: You know again, what I mean? like, we're not against looking elsewhere for creative talent. What we're questioning is Marvel's motivation. I know their motivations.
1: It's, and you know what their motivations are? They're Disney's motivations. Let Because you see they got in trouble this week too? Disney? With Ooh, the Disney Aladdin or, movie? No. what? Uh, oh. What? So their Aladdin movie, the live action version they're making now, right? Yeah. They were under fire for casting at to, to to start with over their leads because everyone, and I agree, feels that the, the leads should be ethnically correct. Yep. You should find Middle Eastern talent to play your leads here, yep. right? And they did that. Good. But the extras- lot all blue-skinned people out there, though. No. <laughs> but your extras. Oh, no. Did they- they tanned They're, up a bunch of white people Oh, as Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, Disney. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: I don't know, but that happened. Oh. It's kind of a bad look for Disney. Yeah, so, a little bit. You know. A little bit. You know. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this, but it just strikes me as... I don't know. I, I I hope they find amazing talent, and I hope that they are paid yeah. handsomely for it. I'm just questioning Marvel's real motives here. I, they're making it sound altruistic when ultimately it's like, yeah, you, you're you don't want to pay anybody, hence your talent drain to begin with. Their talent drain's been going on for a while now.
0: Yeah, you know, I I admittedly like, I'm like o- after Bendis, what
1: names Jason do they Aaron's have over still there, now. but for how long? Yeah. You know, um dude, it's uh for everything I say about Mar- I'm I'm more of a Marvel guy. I admit that. I don't hate DC, I'm just not as into their stuff. Yeah. But I will say, man, at least they seem to value their talent. Yeah. A lot. At least that's how it seems to me because they still have quite a bit of top-flight talent working for them there. Yeah. Jim Lee, John Romita Jr. Bendis now, yeah. I know you're not so much fan, but Jeff Johns. Well, he's been there forever. I don't, um, I don't like he doesn't even register for me because he's just like a company guy. But uh he, Morrison's still working over there, you know. Yeah. Like not regularly, but he's still got projects in the pipeline. Yeah, so, <sighs> and they're creating new
0: characters. There's a whole new line of new books coming out. Like, when's the last time? Marvel or D C went like headlong into creating new characters. And we've always we've said the the biggest problem both these companies have had over the past twenty years is they don't want to pay creator rights. Right. Like right. DC D C will bring in top flight creators and say, here's our stuff to work on, but they don't won't necessarily let them create new stuff. Now that seems to be shifting. So I mean I'm glad. I yeah. mean it freshens up your your roster, it you know, gives you potentially new characters that can catch on, and we don't we don't lose anything by allowing creativity.
1: No, but the publishers might lose you know a portion of their money, so we can't have that now. Can't have that. Mm. Was it Jack Kirby who said comics will break your heart? Was that was that him who said that? I think a lot of people. What was, who said what that? was it Steve Ditko? One of them. Comics will break your heart.
0: Yeah, comics is one of those things that you really don't want to see
1: how the sausage is made. Well, unless you're reading image comics, then it's like you know, okay, cool. Yeah. These guys are getting paid. I'm I'm yep. buying their book and supporting them directly. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, didn't want to get too down in the dumps there. What yeah, else we got for the news here?
0: Uh, in the uh, otherwise in news, we have uh, a news story came out today, and like a couple other things here and there. Fox is still currently actively developing X-Men films and their Doctor Doom
1: film allegedly. Yeah.
0: Now, one thing we've been talking about the past couple of weeks is Disney acquisition of Fox. And granted this acquisition is not going to be an overnight thing. It's no. got a whole rigmarole stuff it's got to go through before it's finalized.
1: So, people seem to be confused though because you know how Americans, you know, our attention span is yeah this big, and I'm making a very small gesture right now. Uh, when they hear the Fox deal is done, it's done! Yeah. So now I mean, you hear Fox is working on a Kitty Pride movie and their Doctor Doom movie, and you think, wait, I thought Marvel... Yeah. But- no, this stuff takes time, folks. Yeah, and until it's all approved, I'm just going to assume Fox is going to be business as usual until the ink is dotted yeah. or the ink is dry on the, on the contracts think think of it think
0: of it this way it's kind of like buying a car you go through all the negotiations and then you finally agree on a price and it's once you agree on the price you don't just sign the paper they hand you the keys and you leave no, there's, there's a, a big whole stack of papers a bunch of other stuff you got to go through this is that to the supreme
1: nth degree yeah yeah um, so you got to yeah. wait in line at the DMV yeah. you got to get plates Yep. Like <laughs> it's a I whole
0: thing. get I mean I get finishing the stuff you're working on and putting it out there and just like making what you can off it. And granted as as much as the quality is dipped well I shouldn't say dipped, I should say head head dived with a couple rare exceptions. Um It's going to be kind of sad to see this X-Universe go because this is kind of was instrumental in starting everything that we're enjoying
1: right now. It was, but I've been ready for it to kind of, you know why? Here's the thing. Here's here's why I'm okay with it. Because I feel like they've given the X-Men films like three send-offs already. Yeah. Like X-Men 3 terrible movie but it felt it felt like it had a finality right like this is how it ends they cliffhangered it still but like it still was like you know the end of the trilogy and in my in my trilogy focused brain as a star wars kid Mm -hmm. that's over then they did uh 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 not not first class the one after that was origins no 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 i in the in the x-men films not the not the not the solo ones so like it was first class that not the one after that Uh, days of future past Past. Past. that one felt like a final final piece too for our original cast yeah now it's like okay we're fixing all the crap we screwed up right and you know who i really didn't i'm sorry but maybe it's just a matter of me seeing the original x-men movies but like i don't feel like they introduced the new team in first class and days of future past to any degree where i care what happens to any of them michael fastbender's cool James McAvoy's cool, but no Cyclops, you know, no, no Iceman, no, like these characters are just, they're not, they they were there, but were they, they? like, I don't care. You can argue they went back a little too far. Well, they focused it on the wrong people. Like, I'm sorry, but Mystique is not central to my X-Men movie. Yeah, no, Mystique should not be central to any X-Men story. Right, and that's just, so like, I feel like I'm, they've been kind of. Giving us this closure for like five years now, and I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I'm okay. Yeah. Logan was a good, good place to end. Yeah, really was. Good place to just kind of say, yeah, you know, we we're we're good here. But there's money to be made, and X Men's license <laughs> to print money, so we're gonna keep making them. And I guess Kitty Pride. Tell me, tell me your story, and I'll, you know, well, let's see what you got. But whatever, I don't know. I
0: mean, Will Lockheed they, be in it? They did the character no favors in X-Men 3. No. Which is sad because I think Ellen Page was a good casting call for Kitty Pride at that point in the character's life. Sure. Um, I think there's potential for a good Kitty Pride movie, but I don't think there's potential in the type of X-Men movie they're used to telling. You have to really kind of go with where your new philosophy has been where, okay, let's make something that's different. Logan's an old Western road trip movie. Yeah. New Mutants is apparently a horror story. Right, right, Deadpool's right. a high meta comedy.
1: I think that's probably what they got in mind for Kitty Pride. I hope so. But my question it's, is, is that going to get put into development and released by the time that the Fox takeover is done? Yeah. I have no idea. It's so, weird, strange. And Doctor Doom movie, just stop. Yeah. Just, just, just stop. Just stop. I, You've shown three times now. That you do not know how to handle this character, the only way I want to see Dr. Doom on the screen is is him strutting in in glorious fashion in in infinity war post credit stinger, or something yeah. to that effect, like just let's just yeah, let's just, yeah,
0: yeah, so uh that's all I had for news
1: um, yeah, I'm good not not like you said there's just not really a lot happening but things will heat up as we get towards yeah. uh spring and summer with the, the, the things yeah. are happen- things it's, are happening it's
0: january everyone's
1: just kind of like yeah,
0: we're, we're all fat from christmas we're
1: yeah we're trying yeah. to hit the gym and shake off the cobwebs and whatnot yep so so that do we have time to discuss Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Well, know, the, of course we do. The show's yeah. uh, central conceit. Yeah.
0: We uh, we know we have not been good about um, talking about Mr. Murdoch in the comic book form. So we're... Uh, Are you caught up? I'm caught up, yeah. New
1: issue lands tomorrow. But yep. the past two issues, folks... Can I see them just for a refresher, please? You can. I, I, you know, we you don't got to go through them verbatim. I just want yeah. to discuss them overall. Yeah. So as we know... In the current Daredevil Marvel continuity, Matt is no longer a defense attorney. He is a New York District Attorney assistant. Assistant District, district attorney. attorney. Um, he has just returned from China after having to rescue Blind Spot from a Goblin monster. The hand in the hand, and it was pretty pretty weird, wild stuff. But he's been gone a while. He's been out yeah. of the city for a while. So you know, he comes back. Oh, how things have changed. Oh
0: my, have they? Yep, New York City's got a new mayor,
1: and it's not J. Jonah Jameson again. No, no, and it's not Norman Osborn, because didn't that happen? No, maybe not. That was 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 S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he was the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., which he turned into Hammer. I see what they did there. Uh, No, folks, Um, Matt comes back to New York, and in his absence, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, is now the mayor of New York City. Which two years ago I've been like, What? Nobody elects this guy
0: into public office. (laughs) Oh (laughs) although now looking at it be like if I had a choice between Wilson Fisk for president and Donald Trump for president. (laughs) Well the thing I'm voting Wilson Fisk six days a week and twice on
1: Sunday. Ironically, Carl, the way they explain it is uh Quite Trump esque, yeah. Is it not? It's, uh,
0: it's this. Uh, these books are again. Their writer Charles Soule is doing an awesome job on Daredevil. These uh, these are pretty. Things are going really good for this title. It's one of the few Marvel titles
1: that I can readily recommend. So Fiska uh, snuck in and uh, dodged. How many of those charges stuck over time? Apparently yeah, none. Yeah. And I have a vision for this. He played up to the crowd and yep. and and. it's 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 it's, uh yeah it's the world outside your window as marvel likes to say um pretty 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 wild but and specifically in the book where it gets interesting is fisk so catching you up daredevil matt murdoch i should say argued in front of the supreme court of the united states and got and won his his he got a ruling that basically said superheroes in masks did not have to reveal their identities but their testimony could be used in court against criminals. Which is huge. Massive ramifications in the Marvel universe. I mean, just think about what that would be like in real life. Well, Fisk, Fisk, once again, ran on a campaign of superheroes are bad and they break stuff and they trash the joint and they make us live in fear and they wear masks and we have no recourse over it. So, Matt comes back, that's Fisk's platform, he is the mayor, people are actually behind him. Matt can't believe that people are are behind him, but when he's preaching that, Matt's faith in the public gets a little soured. But his assistant kind of, uh, she has that line where she kind of spells it out, like, hey look, I used to like superheroes too, Till one day... I used to have a car. I used to drive yeah. around the city. I used to get out of the city, and I used to, you know, go to the mountains and do stuff. Then one day, Spider-Man took my car and wrapped it around the rhino, <laughs> and I didn't have a car anymore, and I couldn't sue Spider-Man for my car. Yeah. So...
0: I can only imagine what insurance premiums are on a car in New York City in the Marvel
1: universe. Yeah. Much less real estate, much less... It's Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. Craziness. So you can kind of see how... There's a point to be made in the argument. Sure. And to make matters worse, Fisk, as the mayor, appoints Matt Murdock as his, like, chief... He, He wants him to head up an investigation against Daredevil. Yeah. Now, to make matters worse, Daredevil, Matt, Daredevil, as Daredevil, goes to visit the mayor... It's like, how did you pull this off? What's wrong? You know, you're not going to get away with this. Yeah, And of Matt's course. Matt's in denial
0: of what happened. He thinks this is a Fisk scheme that Fisk manipulated the vote somehow. Right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but no, it it's this Fisk won yeah. legitimately. And Matt does handle it. exactly what Fisk wanted him to do he he goes to his office and kind doesn't doesn't necessarily attack him but it's kind of he does enough he does enough to get people to think that he attacked him and now daredevil is public enemy number one in new york yeah and they send out the full weight of the new york police department to to get him yeah and to make matters worse uh the villain what's his name the creepy guy who blinded blind spot oh um muse he has escaped from prison yes
0: and apparently he was just in prison because it kind of suited his purposes he was just like kind of hanging out there
1: cuz you know what else he going to do yeah cuz he escaped with relative ease and mind you cuz things just get and worse, yeah. or, or at least more interesting. But keep in mind, Matt Matt's identity is back under wraps in yes. the Marvel U. So Kingpin doesn't know that he's Daredevil. Or does he? It's unclear, but I'm going to say no. Yeah. He doesn't. At least not yet. Talk about a cliffhanger for part three of this of this run. Yeah. Fisk, in the midst of Daredevil being on the run, and yep. wanting Matt Murdock to do this... this to lead this investigation and lead the charge and all this stuff. Matt knows what Fisk is up to or, well, he thinks he does anyway. He doesn't want to be their enemies. Yeah. Fisk calls him and says, I hope you can really do me a solid on this whole investigation thing. Hey, by the way, will you be my deputy mayor? Yeah. And Matt says, yes. Yeah. Matt
0: doesn't think about be it for nearly long enough. I think this is going to go down as one of
1: Matt's rash decisions that doesn't go out the way he hopes it will. This is one of those moments in Daredevil. Um, Daredevil's given me a lot of these moments over the years through various writers. Yeah. This is one of those moments where I was just like, oh, what? And, and like, mind blown. Whoa. Whoa. What are you doing, man? Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Come on. No, no. No no no
0: no no. T uh, went. one.
1: This uh, one did it. I'm 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 intrigued. Yep. And I can't wait for the next issue.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really good run. Um, are you caught up on Defenders? No. Dude, no. God, Defenders is just as good. I gotta.
1: Yeah, I gotta get on that. Sorry. All right.
0: So that is That's the your devil. comic aspect. Um, now we've got a, another friend to revisit. So now it's time as we've had a couple weeks of, you know, winter and celebrating New Year's and the holidays and whatnot. And so, Star Wars. And Star Wars, which thank you for those of you who have given us compliments on that episode. Episode I've heard from numerous of you that that is our best episode yet. Um, huh. Maybe we should just switch to a Star Wars podcast.
1: No, I, I wouldn't yeah, that last wouldn't. long.
0: <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we would last long doing ready. that show together. Together, Not ready Because our views differ significantly on and we'd be like one of what five thousand.
1: I'm, I'm 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 good. This <laughs> is I'm good. You're good.
0: righty. So it's time to revisit our old friend Frank and wrestle some papers.
1: I like yours better than mine. I like yours better. <laughs> I like the crinkle. The, the, the page flipping is not quite... It's
0: reminiscent of the old Marvel intro yeah. to the films
1: before God. Yeah. They still use it on TV.
0: Yeah, they do, which is nice.
1: You know, Marvel. Yeah. I like it. Episode, so... Episode three. Episode Punisher. Three,
0: Kandahar. The Punisher.
1: We're back in Punisher we're, form.
0: We're back, and we're getting very Punishery. So my first note in here is, wake up, Micro. It is a... Uh,
1: a literal cold open? Yes, As in yes. a bucket of cold water is yep. thrown onto micro. I'm seeing a little too much of micro here, by the way. A little, but fortunately not way too much. No, 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 but... Uh, Micro's
0: enough. naked and, you know, wire tied to a chair. <laughs>
1: Today, uh, naked and afraid. <laughs> micro. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Frank's getting his interrogation on, because last time we, we met... Yep. Dear listeners, we have to, you know, reminisce here. Uh Frank captures Micro in the previous episode. So yes. here we are now. He's got him. He
0: stuck in his trunk. Yeah. He was the junk in Micro's trunk.
1: Wow. I got that <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> now he's naked. <laughs> so
0: now yeah, yeah. Uh, so now Frank's in Micro's hideout. Apparently Micro does not have a can opener. Frank just can use his knife.
1: Uh, that's Frank just being <laughs> just being Frank. Yeah, yeah. He's showing off, is all that is. 'Cause this is all about intimidation and you know yep. yeah, it's a it's he's he's three striking some fear into him. He wants to know who he is and why he's been following Frank around and whatnot. Um so that's that's kind of the gist of the episode in a way. Like it's mostly the power dynamic between the two of them, trying to get them to trust each other. Yeah. To, and we're gonna see in this episode their kind of common common origins in a way. Yep. And uh why they should help each other. Um, Carl. What's up? Did the showrunner of The Punisher go on a little lost bender and then write this episode as far as like flashbacks go Th- that sure we are accustomed to flashbacks in these shows but then there's the whole i got to enter a code in the computer every 30 minutes yeah oh, see, or, or
0: else or else explosions that's that's probably prior to when I Is Desmond on a treadmill
1: lost? back there running <laughs> around like
0: i i didn't start watching lost till like when you know when julie and i started dating she was big and lost okay like, i had heard of it but i wasn't watching it
1: yeah and so the hatch you don't know
0: yeah no i know oh that was, i think was i think thing. it was like
1: i think it was like the last two maybe three seasons oh you, w- I after, watching you watched it. it after i was already done um after after it got bad but the first first couple seasons are some of the best tv maybe ever i'm not and i'm not exaggerating it's it's if you don't know where they went with it and you were just watching it live yeah you I know because I lived it yeah I gotta watch another one <laughs> like, like it it riveted you to your seat well Julius, but there was a whole season where they literally spent down in the hatch every 90 I forgot every X amount of minutes I, I forgot the number they had to enter numbers in their computer and push enter or else the world would explode and here Micros got the same thing okay so I just, I had to, I made a note. Is this a lost, uh, you know, are, yeah. we, are we on the island
0: here? Julie asks me every once in a while if I want to go back and watch the series from the beginning. I'm like, I really don't because I know what the ending is. I think with it's, a show it, like that, if you know what the ending yeah. is, it takes.
1: Here's the thing. The ending stinks and it doesn't really make sense compared to what they set up in those first few seasons. It doesn't make I, a lot I of sense at all. It's, it's really I don't remember having it's a Shame. Like, it's a shame is what it is. It's one of the great misses in television. It's one of the things that... You know how people think that I have this real cynical attitude? Gee, Drew,
0: why would they think that?
1: Well... There's no evidence to support that at all. Here's why. Because <laughs> I watched Lost. And I watched Battlestar Galactica. And I lived through the Star Wars prequels. And I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Punisher, though. Let's not Let, let us not dwell on, on that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it t- turns out that Mike Rowe's origins were basically, he was the analyst who. He was an NSA analyst. Right. And he came across the video, a video from Kandahar. Yep. That we saw in the. End of Daredevil season two when Frank finds the disc with yeah. Micro written on it, and the video that Agent Madani is aware of in her introduction in the in the series so far. Here in this episode, we see Micro is the one who sends it to her, and in doing so, gets himself in a whole bunch of trouble. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to ask you: We pretty much get Micro's origin story. Yes. In this
1: episode. yes, we do.
0: How does this compare to micro in the comics?
1: Not the same like okay. like everything else. um I am blanking a little bit on micro's exact origins. All I remember about micro's origins in the comics were uh his son was killed um not his he, so his son was actually killed, giving him a much more direct kind of tie. To Frank. Here his his family's alive. Yeah. But he is considered dead to them, and it's he's kind of using that as a uh sort of He's he's saying essentially that they're the same. Like you your my family's gone too, I can't see them, they think I'm dead, yeah. your family's gone, we're the same. Frank out in this episode yeah, Frank several is times is nice. like, no, no yeah, dude. No, no. Um hang on, I'm I'm pulling this up just so we're we're clear on his uh on his bio here. Um, he was a computer hacker in the early days of the computer business. Uh, he performed scams and hacks. Um, but he got a little too close to real world criminals, forcing him to go into retirement. However, uh, his nephew attempting to follow in his footsteps was caught and killed after accidentally hacking into a private computer of the Kingpin. Ooh. Yeah. While investigating his nephew's murder. That is when micro started collaborating with the Punisher. And therein, you know, went their yeah. collaboration throughout the '90s and whatnot, and it ended badly uh, in the Max series. I'm just gonna leave it at that.
0: I think I remember. I think that's one of the
1: the arcs that I read. It's the very first arc. Yeah. Uh, it's called "In the Beginning." Gotcha. Good stuff. What um? Anyway, do you? Uh,
0: granted, you know, I just finished this season yesterday i'm not done you yet you are almost i know i'm glacial to the end but from what you've seen so far which is there a interpretation that you kind of find yourself favoring more the this version or the comic version i i rather like this
1: version actually yeah um he's got he he's an interesting character and i think the guy who's playing him is doing a great job actually yeah um He bounces off of Frankwell and he plays his character very well. So I will forgive him for not being a fat guy. (laughs) Because he's doing a good job. We're okay with you being in
0: shape (laughs) and Not stereotypic computer nerd. Right. We're okay with you being not being Dennis Nedry.
1: Oh, that would just be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now I want to see that version where it is Dennis Nedry. (laughs) It's literally Dennis Nedry. Castle. We got Castle here. Castle. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh that'd be fun anyway um so yeah he he sends the video to to madani yeah and it get that gets him pinched by the feds is madani in the comics no okay no. she's just another you know confidant for th- the show the comics frequently have these kind of characters though like yeah. people who work within the system that mm-hmm. are either sympathetic hun- to frank either hunting him or are sympathetic or in through hunting him become sympathetic. So that, that is a common uh, thing. Um, but here's my question though. Maybe it was explained in the series and I missed it. He sends the video to Madani. The feds go after him. They shoot him and he's presumed dead. Yep. Why didn't they go after her? Or is that part of the reason why she's assigned where she's assigned in the first episode, and I'm I'm blanking?
0: I think where that's touched on the first episode is when Wolf, the C. Tom's Howell character, tells her that she is here, but she is not to pursue Kandahar. Okay. She's known, she's garnered a reputation for trying to track down what happened. Just seems like
1: if they're willing to... Go after him, why not bust or two? He's probably easier to make look like a traitor. because of his techie yeah,
0: okay, I'll roll yeah. with that. I had a little bit of a problem with a cell phone stopping a bullet
1: yeah that's that's uh, that's a major gorilla glass there, not it? yeah, I dropped my phone on the on the ground a couple weeks ago, yeah, face down, yeah, and stopping no bullets, sir. <laughs> that that guy shattered (laughs) something fierce good thing i got insurance they sent me a new one overnight but anyway um yeah the phone saved his life huh so um we get the flashbacks with frank too in his black ops unit and oh boy are they black ops carl like this is some this is this is like this is down and dirty stuff yeah Now, this is where we get into, like, you know, Frank's origins and how it kind of differs from the comics. And I know it can't all be the same. Yeah, we get
0: we go deeper into Frank's military background than what we were told in Daredevil Season 2. Which, at the end of this episode, we see the events that Schoonover described in Daredevil Season 2. Right. And in a lot of ways, we see the birth of the Punisher. Kind of. But, like... You see the birth of what, how, how can I describe this? What I see is Frank's penchant for violence, and he's really good at it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's a Marine. They, they do things very well. They do what they're trained to do very well. Um, but yeah, this is a super black op squad. It's basically just a hit squad. Yeah. Um, and... Billy
1: Russo's in it with him. Sure is. And we, they, they call him Billy the Butte at one point, too. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's clever. Nice little uh, I've come around on... As I've watched this show, I know we started off tepid on this show. Yeah. Now that I'm deeper into it and I'm re-watching the early episodes so I can get my notes ready for the show here, I've come around on it a lot. I'm going to be interested to see what your reaction to the ending is. Okay. Um. It. The more I watch it and take it in. And the, and the more into the middle of the season you get when things start to really escalate and the players kind of become the players, this is a... I've said, I might have said this before. It, it becomes a very much Garth Ennis-style yeah. yarn about power and about people who have it and abuse it and old warhawks who use the system to their advantage and, and go away... Untouched, and yeah, because I think and if, Frank's place in that, and and th- and there, that's Annis touches on that a lot. If if you give us
0: just thirteen episodes of kind of Frank being Frank, yeah, just like a overblown action, shoot him up every episode. I don't think you get as good a series. No, I but, think you get a, a series with some moments in it, but ultimately doesn't.
1: No, it can't just be thirteen episodes of him killing muggers, right? Yeah. But You know, I guess I, I think secretly, not secretly, maybe not so secretly at all. A lot of us Punisher fans, we just want that Slaver's arc to be put into a show.
0: I don't think I've read that one.
1: (laughs) It's a
0: lot of exhaling you did there, my friend.
1: It's, uh, whoa. Yeah. That one might. Yeah, read that one. Okay. It's vicious
0: yeah i i do like in the flashback scenes which uh, there's a there's a balance in this episode it's kind of half present day half flashbacks yep i do like the uh the one-liner callback to the movie full metal jacket go on when he said when billy russo says sir does this mean ann margaret's not coming
1: (laughs) (laughs) i laughed at that that was cool yeah
0: what, can I tell you one thing I really didn't like about this movie and, and um, this episode, or yeah, this episode and in the series as a whole, and it's not for any legitimate story reasons; it's much more for personal reasons. Is the character of O'Connor?
1: Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because he's the NRA. Yeah, sheriff, the, right? the Vietnam vet. Yeah. I don't like him either. I don't like him. I don't like
0: the way this this show does it. It wants to say something about it. Does an amazing job of describing the modern day struggles of veterans. Yeah, it like, does. A, like, it does an excellent job. It says a lot of things that need to be said. Sure.
1: Um, what's O'Connor's? What's what's his I deal? Just, I
0: don't like that he's the sole representative of a Vietnam veteran because but he wasn't as, even a vietnam
1: veteran he's they find out late spoilers yeah for later well, episode, yeah i know. So he's a liar I know.
0: but like but i mean before we know that but as the son of a vietnam veteran who had ptsd yeah i again it's a personal reason i just every time he's on screen i just i i don't see i i don't, I don't mind him i wouldn't mind him if there wasn't another vietnam veteran sure. who kind of better
1: yeah okay that's a fair. That's a personal criticism, and I'm not gonna. I, I can't argue yeah. with that. My problem with his character, though, is like he's this he's this bitter veteran, right? Yeah. He's going to these support group meetings, but he's not there for any other reason than to like peddle Second Amendment pamphlets. Like, yeah, I who mean, cares, we see dude? later on. I thought are they are were kind of setting
0: him up as sort of a recruiter for a large organization. But it turns out he's not even that. He's, and this is this is something we'll that we that get later, to but I way down the road. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I I just don't know what like what's your point, man? What and then by extension, what's the show trying to say? That like I don't get it. He, so he's yeah, he's a jerk, but he's he's an NRA nut and he thinks that the that the world the the country's problems have to do with gun rights or lack thereof, and well, that's why I, these I think, guys have PTSD? What he he's a
0: representation of a voice that's out there. I get
1: that, but it's not a voice context, we necessarily want to listen
0: to, but
1: It's not even yeah. that. It's it's the context in this episode where he drops that pamphlet on Lewis. Lewis just like Lewis is a mess. Lewis is like he's a heavy character, right? So he's the Lewis is in Lewis the meeting.
0: Is, can I Can I say this? Yeah. Lewis and maybe because like the time of year, holidays and whatnot. That I did the majority of watching of the show. Lewis is hard to watch,
1: yeah, he's-
0: because he's so well done. It's hard to watch watch Lewis and not have your heart break because you know there are so many veterans out there who are just like him, possibly, and who are legitimately hurting and who are legitimately being ignored by the system.
1: Yeah. And I guess my problem is, like, he goes through this, he relays all of that. Like, he relays the, the his feelings and how he, you know, he, he doesn't know who he's fighting for. And, like, he relays the story that some Pat Tillman kind of similarities here yeah. where someone that got killed was, they, it was a friendly fire incident. And the the media relations people in the army said that it was uh, a car bomb or they said yeah. he was killed in action or whatever. And he knew it was a lie and he thought it was wrong. And, you know... So he's he's opening up about his his distrust of the system of the military that, you know, lied. Yeah. And then here's O'Connor to give him a pamphlet about being a gun owner. What does yeah, one it have to do with the
0: other? It,
1: like, you know
0: I it, think O'Connor just sees someone who can be easily swayed because they're so maybe uncertain. That's it.
1: But I get it. Like, but I again,
0: feel, like what to me it's just clumsy right now. What is O'Connor? swaying him, too. I think O'Connor works better if he's recruiting for a larger organization. Sure. Something you want to set up for season two, maybe? I don't know. I'm, but I like, know. Yeah, okay. Uh, it, just, it ultimately just doesn't pay off. It doesn't pay off. From that perspective of it. There's some payoff for it, but yeah. from the payoff you think it's going to be, there
1: is none. Yeah, and again, I just feel like it's the show trying to Make a statement on that kind of person, not 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 the Vietnam yeah. veteran, but the, but yeah. the gun nutty kind of guy. But what I don't know what it's saying. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's taking a stance. It's just he's just a jerk, and he, and he happens to like love guns, and he's like in this meeting yelling about it for no reason. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I don't need this guy around. But anyway, um, so. I love some of my notes. I'm sorry. Uh, Frank is, uh, uh, the tables turn a bit in in Frank and Micro's position. Micro is very crafty in in drugs Frank while he's uh, trying to put the code in or whatever and escapes his little predicament. Sorry, Frank. And I think that I really like the
0: line that Micro has towards the end of the episode when he's trying to convince Frank that Frank needs him as much as he needs Frank. He's like, you got taken out by a spook wire tied to a chair. <laughs> not and he's like, I'm not even good at this or anything. So it, yeah, it's uh shows you that Frank still has some shortcomings.
1: He's a hothead. He, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously. Or, well, actually, I have a we're kind of talking broadly about the episode. Um This episode is interesting because two people Basically, tell Frank that he's nothing but an instrument to be used. Yeah. Agent Orange, who says, I point you shoot to him. And then Micro later on, who says, you're a blunt instrument. You need a guidance system.
0: Interesting. Micro's way is a little more finesse. Yeah, but it's interesting. It's a valid point. Yeah. I mean, when Frank does what he gets to do, he does it very well. Yeah. But like uh, the way Micro put it is, is much better. More eloquent. And Frank didn't punch his eye out of his socket <laughs> either.
1: Yeah. Which he does to Agent Orange. What's the character's
0: name again? I'm just right? call it, well,
1: I, so far I don't know his actual name. It, they probably said it, but I've, I'm just calling him Agent yeah. Orange for now. Yeah, Frank doesn't take kindly to uh, that mission that he said would go wrong when it went wrong. Yeah. And oh, does it go wrong. Yeah.
0: Um, it's the, the mission that was described in the trial scene in Daredevil season two. Uh, we have Clancy Brown back again as Colonel Schoonover. Um, always good to see Clancy Brown. I love Clancy Brown. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we see Frank. He goes full Frank. He gives, he gives birth to what will eventually
1: lead him to be the Punisher. Basically. He... He, he like takes... Grizzly kills many folk. Yeah. And, and then, you know why he did it? Because he had to go home to see Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, got to get to the boss. Can, we, can, I, can I talk about that for a moment? <sighs> we got against Bruce Springsteen. Jerry. A lot. But most specifically, without my personal taste aside... She mailed him the ticket? You know what? I had a problem with that, too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had a problem with that, too. A photocopy,
0: what sure, a picture, but yeah, no. Those are not refundable, man. No, and Bruce Springsteen's show probably isn't cheap. Right.
1: <laughs> Thank you. See? You thought I was going somewhere else, but that's, see?
0: Yeah, but I'm sure if I asked you what your opinions on Bruce Springsteen were, I'm sure they'd be overwhelmingly negative. Mm. I don't need them. You could just say it's not your cup of tea. You don't have to crap on it.
1: Eh. Good, good job, Bruce. <laughs> he did give us Courtney Cox. I'm not sure if we should hold that against <laughs> him or not, but, you know. Sir, credit where credit is due. Masters of the Universe gave us Courtney Cox. I think she, I think
0: she, uh, uh, the video predates that movie, actually. Yeah, but at that point, she was just a check in a video. Masters of the Universe Look, gave her a So was Alicia Silverstone at one point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no she was in clueless before those aerosmith oh no, she was the aerosmith girl prior to clueless man i don't know about i that. do know because i was i was a fan back <laughs> in the day sir <laughs> i saw her before on she that tour. went nuts and like fed her kids like a bird she got weird she she became one of those people i think she's better now i i don't know maybe yeah. and then yeah. Batgirl, girl which was just tragic that wasn't her fault I mean, no, Paycheck. but but she was there, you know.
0: Paycheck. If I pay you what she was paid, you dress up in that same suit and act in the same. Would movie. I? <laughs> <It's>, you would
1: <laughs> Um. Anyway, that's. I mean, that's that's really the gist of the episode. Um. We we leave off with Frank and Micro coming to an agreement, and yeah. Frank says, "Like, here's the rules. I'm gonna kill them all. Yeah. Period."
0: Micro's like, "Yeah, I'm okay with that." Yep.
1: That's that's where we're at. That's, that's our episode, so yeah. more or less.
0: Uh, the show is definitely getting much better. Uh, like you said, we were a little sketchy on it for the first episode or two. But I think...
1: uh I believe business really picks up next episode. Oh, it, it starts to pick up pretty quickly from here, actually. Yeah. We get to see... Um, well, no spoilers, but yeah, we get to see some tactical, Frank. We get to see some... Uh, we get to see some good comic book-y... Punisher stuff. And I, um, again, it starts off. I was unsure and now I'm in the juicy middle and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with where this is kind of going and they're not making Frank too sympathetic and sentimental, which I was worried about. There's a little there, but not as, not as much as I had feared just yet. I think
0: what they've done with Frank and what they do in the following episodes when you're thinking of it strictly from a comic book sense, is not great, but in the structure of the show and this universe that they've built over these other shows, it works.
1: Yeah, uh, so far. I, I do, and again, I'm going to have to see how this ends, but yeah. I do have a slight uh, reservation about Frank's character and motivations going forward. Uh, but I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yep. So. But overall, I am I am actually enjoying this show. Um, so, yeah, I take back a lot of the things I said about it. <laughs> I've yep. kind of settled into it. And I do think it's taking, uh, like I said, it's it's got some Garth enicisms to it that I appreciate. And I'm digging. Crazy, you think this show came
0: out in November. <laughs> We're only on episode three of it. We had the Holiday season. Things are band. going on, man. All yep. right. Alrighty, that, uh, that wraps it up for us. Dear listeners, thank you very much for joining us again. We appreciate it. If you would like to reach out to us, ask us any questions, make some suggestions for the show, send us large portions of money. Sure, why not? Uh, you can find us at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash You can email us at TheDevilsDewPod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, any closing thoughts?
1: Um, I ha- I saw a really great meme today, and I shared it on my Facebook wall of, if you have you seen the uh, the, the, the car speeding on the off-ramp with the road sign yes. meme? There's a lot of great ones out there, and I appreciate them. Uh, but the one that I saw today, which was basically like, yup, that's the one. It's the, 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 the highway going straight. WWE, the off-ramp that the car is veering towards at a breakneck pace, NJPW. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Make good choices in life, people. That's right. NewJapanWorld.com right. NJPWWorld.com Thanks for joining us.
0: Of <laughs>